On the season one finale of Destroy the Shield Generator, James asks, Why is C-3PO such a jerk to R2-D2? What would be R2's and 3PO's couple name? And does Bob Iger hate R2-D2? Plus a special bonus segment where James asks, Does Obi-Wan recognize R2-D2 in episode 4? Why doesn't Obi-Wan tell Luke that Vader is his father? And how many limbs is Obi-Wan Kenobi responsible for chopping off? Plus a new edition of our segment, iMessage Search, where we search for Jabba the Hutt and holocrons. Finally, we end with a little message about the future of this podcast and when you can expect us back in your feeds. All that and more, starting now. So yes, you did hear that right. This is our, our season one finale. Season one out of, I think it's what, 18 that we have planned? We have eight. We have nine years of Destroy the Shield Generator planned, James. Yes. Yes. By by then, by then the next trilogy should be out. So. Yep. It'll all be retconned, which I know what that means now. And then we're going to retcon it. So we'll have 18 seasons done. Yeah. And we'll plan our next 18. Uh, but, but. Our 19th season is going to begin the process of retconning this show. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like Inception. So it's going to be an Inception Star Wars podcast. Oh, All of a sudden, cool. It's going to be crazy. And more importantly, it's going to be great. And we'll tell you more about what that looks like at the end of this episode. Also, at the end of this episode, Joseph's going to edit a, um, a highlight clip from season one that's going to be set to... The music from Green Day of um, Time of Your Life. I, no, I can't do that. Copyright issues. Well, then I'll sing. Can I sing acapella? Yes. And you will put the clips. And everybody will cry. They'll just be weeping. People will be pulling their cars over. Yeah, yeah. So, all that said, this is our finale. And you'll hear more about what we're going to do at the end of the episode. So, stay tuned. Yep. Thank you for that addition. Did you have a question or is this, is this just going to be the finale is us just saying, Hey, stay tuned for the end. And we're at the end. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That's what she'd do. Okay. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Full, full disclosure to our audience. Before we pressed record on this episode, I said, Hey James, you got to lead off by saying, Hey, you got to welcome our, our listeners to the finale, and then you know we'll work into the episode from there. What, what is becoming apparent to me is that James was only planning on recording that intro and didn't have like the episode <laughs> necessarily like ready to go yet. So that explains that, uh, that little bit. Yeah. So what I want to know today. We're a real – just so – hold on. We are a true professional organization and podcast – all right. So now that we're fully into our, our finale, instead yes. of just talking about our finale. The finale. What I feel like I have to know before season one is over. A season one essential. Watching the Clone Wars, R2 and C-3PO, they know each other quite well. They go through a lot together. Are they lovers? Well, wow. I'm, I wasn't going there. Though they could be. That wasn't your question? No. Oh, well, that's my question, so... 
Oh, do you think they are? Maybe that's a season two thing. No, I wouldn't call that a season one essential. Okay, we'll save that. Okay, but you don't think that's just a yes or no question. Okay, what I actually want to know. With all the C three PO and R two D two, knowing what R two did to that droid in the uh, the sand crawler, yeah, he's a murderer. Although Anakin killed a bunch of sand people, and Padme was like, "Yeah, we all have bad days." There you go, calling them sand people again. I'm so sorry. They're not real. I'm so sorry. You again. Star Wars racist. <laughs> I don't remember what they're actually called. Those creatures. That's not a great term. <laughs> That's not either. You can <laughs> call them people. But okay, those people. You are. I cannot believe how depraved. I'm such a Star Wars racist. Such a Star Wars racist, James. What are they? I kind of don't want to tell you at this point, but I will because I'm. I don't want to be like a total jerk. They're called Tusken Raiders. Okay, the Tuscan Raiders. You'll forget that by the time we get to season two anyway. Anakin kills a whole bunch of them. The women and children, too. And Padme's like, yeah, and Padme's like, yeah, we all have bad days. All that said, C-3PO finds out that R2 kills that one heroic droid. Premeditated murder, as mentioned in a previous episode. I'm sure C-3PO's like, yeah, that's cool. I gotcha. So I don't think you bring that up, but I don't think that would be a huge, a huge issue in their relationship. What do you think R two and C three PO's like couple name would be? Would it just be like C three D two, or like C C three? I mean, uh, R two three O. C two P two. R three, R three D O. If it's R three D O, it would kind of look like redo. And D O is another droid. Mm. R3 is another droid and Dio is another droid. We haven't gotten to my question yet. R2 and C3PO have been through a lot. Yes, yes, a lot, quite a bit. By the time we get to episode four, you kind of get the sense that C3PO hates R2-D2. Like, they've been through a lot together. They've known each other for a long time. And C3PO is kind of a jerk to R2 all the time. And you'd think that they didn't really have much of a history together. But they should. Why? James, you've seen... This isn't even from the cartoons. You've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Episode 3. The very end of episode 3. Do you remember what happens to C-3PO? He learns to speak the Sith language. That's episode 9. Oh, Remember what happened to the end of episode three? Uh, Padme dies. Yeah. Vader says, no. Remember what happens after that? Mm. To C-3PO specifically? This, I don't. Do they wipe his memory? They wipe his memory. Are you serious? Yes. Did they wipe R2's memory? No. So still confusing. Join us next season on Destroy the Shield Generator. <laughs> okay. Can I switch my question? Yes. Please. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is, wow. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Did they really? Yes. A hundred percent. They really wiped C3. Why did they wipe his memory? So here's the canonical sort of reason. Like the, the reason that C3PO 
they didn't like they literally Bail Organa, who's Leia's like adopted father, mm-hmm. had C three PO's memory wiped in order for the droid not to spill any confidential information. Mm. Now, from a story perspective, this is a grade A example of retconning. Yeah, because your question gets exactly at a problem that would have been present. And it, it kind of makes things more helpful because a related question, why does R2-D2 stick around with C-3PO? Because R2 remembers. R2 remembers. Although they've been through together. Like, yeah. yeah, I know you're a jerk, but you lost your memory, and I'm here for you. Gosh, R2 is sweet. I love that guy. R2's the coolest. Except for the time he murdered that one. He didn't mur. He didn't. I mean, he didn't murder. He was going to murder. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you heard the idea that um, Star Wars is meant to be seen as a telling from R2-D2's perspective? Yes, I have. On the great Star Wars podcast, Binge Mode Star Wars. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. They talked about that. Okay, and yeah. I love that idea. Right. I would love to see it written differently like from that perspective. Right. Where it's kind of like a, they call me Ishmael, but he says, they call me R2-D2. <laughs> and then he goes into the story. Yeah. Do you think that if that uh, idea is true, what parts of the story do you think R2, like, you know, kind of covered up his blemishes, maybe, maybe uh, you know, made himself sound cooler than normal? I don't think he would keep in the part where he, like, tried to murder a droid. No. And honestly, that wasn't in there anyways. That's, like, extended universe stuff. Archie didn't write that story. I mean, extended universe isn't the word for it, but I, I do get what you mean. Those are the Gnostic Gospels of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a deep cut. Christians are laughing right now. Yeah. Probably, probably some, not still. Some, some, Christians, some Christians are laughing. Yes, others are very much not. <laughs> Man, what would he have left out or embellished? I don't know. I, I don't think I can... Do you think the part of him, like, flying into the little pond on Dagobah, any part where he gets, like, hurt or beat up or, like, lost? Although, unless he's doing that to, like, paint himself as sort of this, to get kind of this, like, sympathy vote kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor me. Or, like, as he tells the story, he tells it to make it, to make the story more believable. Like, including his flaws and faults. Right. Do you think that do you think that it's easier to believe that R2D2 is the one telling the entire story of Star Wars? If the entire story of Star Wars did not include Jedi or like clone troopers or anything else, but it was just R2D2 as a droid all by himself taking down an entire empire. <laughs> like if that were Star Wars and then there was like this rumor of like have you guys heard that, like, this whole story might just be written from the dro- the perspective of this droid? Like, that'd be pretty skeptical. Yeah. But R2-D2 sure doesn't get a lot of airtime in the grand scheme of things, does he? Not a whole lot. It'd be interesting to see it. Do you think that R2-D2 decided to leave out the part of the story where he and C-3PO are indeed lovers? Wow. I mean... When was the original movie released? 1970-something? 77, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he'd probably leave that part out of the story in 77. For what it's worth, there's there's no um, 
immediate deep dive into how much runtime R2 has in the Star Wars saga, the Skywalker saga. So I'll have to to go back and rewatch all of them with a stopwatch in hand to to track that time. Let me uh let me see if I can find some let's see here. Oh uh yep, found it. <laughs> let's see. R2D2, okay. It it's a, it breaks it down by movie, not by not by the whole entire saga it wants. So we can do some addition. Uh, let's just do minutes and we'll just kind of round, we'll kind of round up. So episode one, seven, so two, five, what episode three, five. All right. So that's 17. Yeah. Episode four, 18 minutes <gasps> of screen time. We should double this time and added one. So there's 35 minutes. All right. We're at okay. 35. Episode five. 11 minutes. All right, there's 46. Episode 6, 7 minutes. 53. Episode 7, 1 minute. No. Oh, he's asleep the whole time. Yeah, he's in like low power mode. Yeah. Yep. All right, so 54. Uh, episode 8, 1 minute. <sighs> 55. Episode 9. Two minutes. R2-D2 oh. gets four minutes of screen time in the entire sequel trilogy. Wow. Yeah, he ain't telling that story. Nah. Who did tell that story, though? I don't mm. think even Lucasfilm could tell us that. Who gets the most screen time in the sequel trilogy? Unsurprisingly, it's Ray. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Ray. Um, C-3PO gets... C-3PO gets 11 minutes in episode 9, but only 3 minutes combined in 7 and 8. Okay. Wow. Felt like more. Yeah. I did, no, this is nothing. So we could say that perhaps George Lucas wanted R2 to narrate 1 through 6, and he forgot to tell Disney that. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, by the way... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Bob Bob Iger's walking out of the room like too late, George. Bob Iger hates R two D two. I think that's why Bob Iger decided that Disney should buy Star Wars and Lucasfilm, <laughs> just to stick it to that evil droid that tried to murder another droid. These movies would be great if it wasn't for that R two D two. I wish I could do something about it. Oh, I know. I will buy Star Wars. I'll do it myself. And make a new trilogy. All right, so we answered in like 30 seconds. Why? <laughs> Why C-3PO acts like he didn't know all the stuff that he and R2 had been through? Yeah. And that's because he didn't. He literally did not, is the answer. So that's why he was a jerk to R2. Although, let's be real, C-3PO would still have been a jerk to R2-D2. You think so? I mean, he's kind of a jerk in episodes 2 and 3 and such, too, so... Yeah, I mean, maybe jerk is the wrong word, but just like, you know. He's just impatient. Yeah, and R2 is just kind of a rascal. So they just kind of like, I could see them having that kind of odd couple relationship. But we know that R2 knows everything, and that's why he's loyal and sticks it out. And he's like, you know what, you're kind of a jerk, but we've been through a lot together, and I love you. That's kind of beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then we just start spewing off some random R2-D2 facts. Yeah.
so then here's a really like actually related question but not exactly how come in episode four you think that obi-wan kenobi who's been in the desert for a long time would see r2d2 and be like hello old friend i remember you in fact you were anakin's droid and what a coincidence you're here with anakin's son luke in fact he's the one who brought you to me how come obi-wan doesn't remember all that he does wait what he does he doesn't remember r2d2 in episode four he does no he doesn't no how do you know tell me prove it to me he says hello old friend you said it yourself he says hello old friend to r2d2 doesn't he i'm wait you, you said that just now right i don't know i don't know i never know what i would say i never know what i would say <laughs> does obi remember r2d2 First time, Obi-Wan did in fact remember R2-D2 after the Wilts were seeing him in A-N-H. Oh, A New Hope. <laughs> when he rescued Luke from the <gasps> Sand People. <gasps> there you go again. See, this question's been asked before. I'm not alone. Yeah. So here's, here's one uh, idea. Uh, he is trying to be cryptic with Luke. He's not being completely truthful. He is saying that his father was killed by Darth Vader, you know, et cetera. Um, Certain point of view, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Uh, He said, this guy on Reddit says, I'd like to think that he recognized R2, but didn't want to mention that he was his father's old droid. So it gets back to the whole, why didn't you tell me about my father thing? That makes sense. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I could see that. I don't like that. Obi-Wan's kind of a jerk. Tell me why Obi-Wan's a jerk. So, I, I mean, if if my father were still alive and happened to be, like, the biggest evil person in the world, mm-hmm. I'd like to know that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to discover that while I'm fighting with my my father and getting my arm chopped off by him. <laughs> yeah. That's a jerk move. Yeah. The fact that, that Obi-Wan knew R2 and, like, that whole story shows, like, from the beginning... Obi-Wan was like, I'm going to be a jerk and not tell you about this. So then how would the saga have been different? Maybe this is a segment of uh, Jedi mind tricks don't work on me or whatever we call it. Where how would the saga have been different if in episode four, Obi-Wan like helps, you know, he saves Luke from the Tusken Raiders and, you know, wakes him up after he's been knocked out and stuff like that. And he's like, Ben, like, like old Ben, that's you. And he's like, yeah. Hey, Luke. Uh, by the way, did you know that your dad is Darth Vader? <laughs> like, just like right <laughs> then, just boom, right then. What happens? I mean, he's st- they still rescue Leia. They still try to destroy the Death Star. But Return of the Jedi is Luke trying to make his, his father come back. He's like, I know you're still in there, mm-hmm. right? I think it would just change that because the first two... Luke wants to go after Vader and, like, end him, particularly in 5. So I think it just more changes the tone than anything. And Luke probably doesn't get his hand chopped off. You don't think so? No. Do you think that we got to go destroy the Death Star? Do you think any part of Luke is saying, like, uh, uh, hey, guys, uh, can we hold off for just a minute? I want to get my dad. <laughs> <laughs> or do you think he's just, like, at that point, just like, all right, I'll just blow him up. Must be a pretty evil dude. Mm. Does Luke know that his dad's in the TIE fighter? Oh, I don't even know. I don't think so. 
He might have assumed that Vader was dead. Why is that? Like, he, he might have assumed that Vader was on the Death Star. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So, would he have gone back into the Death Star and tried to get his dad out of there and then tried to blow it up? That's a lot. I think no. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think even if Luke knows that Vader is his father uh-huh. in episode four, yeah, he just saw Darth Vader kill Ben Kenobi and thinks that he's this evil person. He probably just dehumanizes his dad and still wants to kill him. And then in episode five, hanging out with Yoda is when he gets like all enlightened and stuff. And that's where things start to change. Yeah, I could see that. It really isn't until the, the, you know, he meets Yoda and there's the cave and stuff, I guess. Okay, that's fair. So not much changes. Not really a bunch changes. Except he knows the truth. And Obi-Wan just isn't as much of a jerk. And he gets to keep his hand. So that's a nice consolation prize. Luke keeping his hand is a plus. And it's Obi-Wan's fault that he lost his hand. It is, isn't it? It's also Obi-Wan's fault that Anakin lost his hand and his legs. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan is responsible for the loss of so many limbs. So many limbs from a certain point of view, yes. From a certain point of view. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> James, we're we're, we're going to close out this season right. We're going to we're going to bring back uh, an old favorite. It's a segment we've only done literally once before. Um and we haven't touched ever since. Um and it's our it's our good old friend uh the iMessage search. Again, how this segment works is um we go to iMessage on our phones. We go scroll up a little bit, get the search bar, type in a Star Wars character, and then look back at, at our text history of mm-hmm. what we've talked about with that character before. So uh, this is only the second time we've done this. There's, it's, I got to admit, I've been trying to search for uh, good ones to do for this segment for a while, and it doesn't really work as well as we initially thought. See, the problem is like, <laughs> If, right, if I try to search for, like, Darth Vader, there's, like, a million results because he comes up all the time. Same thing with, like, Palpatine and Luke and Ray and whatever. On the other side of the coin, if we search for, like, really, really, really obscure characters, there's just not a lot to go off of. We just don't talk about them much. So it's just it's, it's a hard one to find, like, really good Star Wars terms for. And we should clarify, it's not limited to people. Um, it could be about objects or places or whatever also. Um, but anyway, I found one. This is not going to last us a long time because there haven't been a lot of examples of this in our text thread. But there's one that I searched for pretty randomly that yielded uh, at least one or two really funny results. So... With this segment of iMessage Search, James, I want to take you into the search history in our iMessage thread for Jabba the Hutt. Yes. So, my process of doing this, going to iMessage, searching for the word Jabba, there are, between you and me, 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven instances of Jabba coming up in our text history. I'm surprised. I, I thought it would be 10 times that. You thought it would be 70 times. Uh, yep. 70 times seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not quite, unfortunately. Maybe okay. it's, I mean, at some point in the future, that will be the case. <laughs> um, here is the oldest result. This goes back. Can you believe the first time that Jabba was mentioned in our text history? The date on this is October 25th, 2018. Oh. Okay. This is uh, like almost two years ago. And this is what it says. <laughs> I'm so nervous about this. I have no idea you're about to say. October 2018 makes me think maybe is it baseball related? This came from you, if it narrows down, if, it, if it's any hint. The first mention of Jabba in our text thread came from you and not me. Okay. And it says this. This is what the text message says. I'm going to try to read this verbatim without cracking up. <laughs> it says, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, home in Los Angeles, resting a sprained ankle, suffered the game before, rookie Magic Johnson jumped center, played every position, and piled up 42 points, 15 rebounds, and 7 assists in a 123-107 to victory, 107-point victory that clinched the championship. Where's Jabba? You, did you catch it? I did not catch it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this text again slowly, and I want you to stop okay. me when you hear Jabba. Okay. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabba? Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Okay. Why... Okay, I'm I'm sure I was talking about how amazing magic is. Yes. But that is not those are not my words. I copy and pasted yeah, that. How you did copy, Java get in there? You sent me an article from NBA.com saying it's listing the top NBA finals moments in history, and it was that Magic Johnson steps in at center in nineteen eighty. For Kareem Abdul Java. Jabba J- Jabba R. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. There's our first. There's, there's more. There's more than just that one text. I want to also read you. This is the latest. The we went to the oldest. I'm going to read you the most recent of of the seven, and then we'll talk some about the middle ones. The most recent mentioning of uh, Jabba says this. Says uh, from May 30th of 2020. It's only about a month. It's only about like five or six weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. It says, Op-Ed, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, don't understand the protests. What you're seeing is people pushed to the edge. And it's an article in the LA Times. Wow. So of all the times that Jabba has been texted in our uh, history, two of the seven... Which is about 29%. 29%. I did that in my head. Good for you. Thanks. Have to actually do with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and not Jabba the Hutt. Okay. That makes me happy, actually. Go Bruins. Go Lakers. Go Bruins. 
Um, here's the middle ones. Okay. <laughs> it kind of breaks into two categories. Of the five remaining, there are three that all have to do with sort of one, we're talking about a particular aspect of Job of the Hut. Two have to do with talking about another aspect of Job of the Hut. Okay. The one with the three have to do with our opinions of the beginning of episode six. Okay. Okay. Episode six opens up. There's a pretty long segment of Jabba's palace. There's the weird like musical number. Luke goes into the Rancor pit. Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 are trying to negotiate for um, Leia. It's 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 like a half hour. And then they go into like the little cruise ship thing. Yeah. The Sarlacc pit. Look at you. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. We've texted about this uh, a couple of times, most notably on July 27th, 2019, for what it's worth. <laughs> and That's the job today. For, for what why. it's worth, the reason that this has come up a few times is um, I love the original trilogy. I love all of Star Wars. I hate that half hour. Wow. Even today, this is true. Even today, when I do a watch through, when I do a viewing of all of the uh, saga, I will fast forward through Jabba's Palace. Wow. I can't stand it. It's just, it's too long. It's, it's dark. It's, it's like cramped. It's just gross. Everybody, all the creatures are like slimy and annoying. I just don't. It's not fun. That's the point. It contributes to the story. It it yeah. It does. It does contribute to the story. I don't like skip it. I don't literally skip it. I literally like. I click through it. Like I just do these ten second skips every couple of seconds. <laughs> I don't skip it. I just do these ten second skips. <laughs> I'm. I'm saying I don't skip. I don't skip it all in one fell swoop. Oh, you push, you repeatedly push like, the button. I'm like, click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> Those are different things. I could so easily <laughs> pause it and just scroll over on the timeline. I don't, I don't skip pages in my book. I just don't read them as I flip the pages. <laughs> that's, that's the movie equivalent. Shut up! You're right. Or the book equivalent to that in the movie. Yes. You know what? You, you know what? You're right. Oh, wow! You're so surprised. I like am calling you right for a time. Thank you. Yeah, I don't so like you it. Skip it. Let's continue. You, you skip it. Okay. There are two more texts here. Twenty nine percent of the time that Jabba is mentioned in our text thread, and a full forty percent of the time that it, we're actually talking about Jabba the Hut. Mm-hmm. The question arises, is Jabba the Hutt a sex symbol? Whoa. See you in November, okay. everybody. <laughs> okay, who raises that question? You or me? You did. <gasps> you did. Can you see the context? Yeah. So let's, let's reframe that question of the, uh, the context that it comes up in then. Of, is Jabba the Hutt a sex symbol? Something tells me that Java thinks that he's a sex symbol. Ooh, yeah. Who you asking? That's a good question. Yeah, because if you're looking at Return of the Jedi, yeah, 
and that part that you hate. I don't know if you've ever even seen it. I have probably like it's once. Gross. I hate it it's so gross. much. That's why he I is, skip it. He probably thinks that he's he's the man, right? Yeah, but he like super isn't. And I could see him being somebody like you know how dictators always think that they're like super macho and like super attractive and will like do these you know, they'll commission paintings and artwork of themselves and stuff like that. Yeah. I bet Jabba has himself he's commissioned different works of himself that have him in a very um attractive light. Portraying him in a way where like, yeah, he's just a sex symbol. Now, do others agree with that? There's probably like kind of an inside joke of like Yeah. I bet the people on tattooing are like, oh there goes Jabba thinking he's the man again. Sure. Right? And then he kills him. <laughs> yes. That's not funny. Why did I laugh? I don't know. Yes. Tear. Yes, indeed. He's like, execute order 37. <laughs> All right, James, I'm going to search one more. Um, you actually suggested this earlier to me. I'm going to search for one more Star Wars term. And this is not a person. First time in history, this isn't a person. But I'm going to search for the word holocron per your suggestion. Yes, because I got theories here. Okay, holocron for those listening, it's a uh, it's like a f- it's a little like data collection. It's like a data storage device that they use in Star Wars. They have them for it's a fancy thumb drive. It's a fancy thumb drive, but you need the Force to use it. And they have uh, Jedi versions, and they have Sith versions. So here is where we're at. The first mention of holocron is you simply saying the word holocron. Apparently, because it came up in the Clone Wars, you saw one on screen and just said, oh, Holocron. You would do that like a I lot. I always do. You do that yeah. a lot as you're watching through the Clone Wars or Rebels. Something that's like you recognize pop up, you just text me the noun. <laughs> so that's a good one. Dog. Yep. The next one says, boy, Holocron emphasis feels very intentional by Disney, to be honest. You're talking about Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. And how they incorporate a holocron. Uh, I won't spoil like where or how. Pretty immediately. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it has some story elements. But you're making the case to say that it feels like Disney is trying to implant this thought in its viewers, so that its uh, viewers can go to Galaxy's Edge. And buy these bad boys. Hey. Okay, you have two of those? Yeah, you need the, You got the Jedi and the Sith one, dude. That's right. I don't know if you can hear, hear that. Folks, that is the sound of a holocron. That's right. That is the sound of Disney making millions. Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. Okay, so that's the Jedi one. We got a little little Obi-Wan action in there. This is the Sith one. Let's see if it, uh... It's a triangle. It's a red. Let's, uh... I don't know if I have a... Oh, no, it just turned off. I don't think I have a kyber crystal in here. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's a holocron, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, 
So so here's the question though. If that was never if the holocrons were never in rebels, do you think you would have two of them? Not saying yes. would you have bought two of them because you probably would have been interested. Would they be marketable as a thing that you would buy? Yes. Here here's the here's the thing and I actually texted this to you um after you mentioned the thing about it feels very Disney. Holocrons are all over the Clone Wars as well. And that was made before Disney bought them. So it was a legitimate Star Wars like prop for a while. I mean, did Disney capitalize on it? Like, yeah, of course, you know, but um, I still would have bought one. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering more so than if you would have bought it, bought it, would it be something that Disney would make to sell if they didn't emphasize it more in Rebels? You think yeah, so? I think so. All right. Because you know they're going to sell lightsabers. Yes. You know, like, regardless of Rebels, you know they're going to sell lightsabers. You know they're going to set up that custom lightsaber, that uh, Savi's workshop. Mm -hmm. You know that means that there's custom kyber crystals. And, hey, y'all, like, here's a perfect little little, uh, storage device for you to put your kyber crystals in, just like in the TV shows, even before Rebels. And, uh... Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I think so. I think so. All right, you convinced me. All right, does it come up at any other thing other than me saying holocron? And there goes Disney trying to make money again. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this suggestion, James. I think it worked out really well. It was great. Got to bring in the holocrons. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Did you say, I'm curious, did you suggest it with any kind of like preconceived, like, were you thinking of a particular like thing that you've texted me before? No. Okay. I was thinking of like, what are objects that would fit the people criteria? Gotcha. Of like, it's a thing that would probably have come up several times. But not like a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That uh, Yeah. That worked. We did cool. it. Good job. We did it. It was great. It it was great. Yes. <laughs> so, so, okay, hey, before leaving, this is this is in season 1. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. So we want to uh, let you know, audience, we're talking to you, breaking that fourth wall now. This is not the end of Destroy the Shield Generator forever. I can tell you, we can both verify, we will both verbally verify for you right now. This is not the end of Destroy the Shield Generator. Destroy the, the end. Destroy the Shield Generator is coming back, right, James? It's coming back. It's coming back. And it's going to yes. be great. It, yes. Here's our, here's our plan. 10 episodes feels like a really good number uh, for a season. It's kind of manageable. Um, it's not a ton, but we definitely don't have the capacity uh, being both uh, working in schools, uh, especially with James being a principal. Uh, we don't have the capacity to do this literally every week of our lives. Also, because we would probably run out of topics within several months or whatever, and we don't want to do that. So, what we're doing is we're going to take a hiatus. Um, we're going to come back with season two. Our plan is uh, that we are going to 
balance our seasons um, every six months to start them. So um, we started season one on May 4th. Six months later is going to be November 4th, and we'll stick to the Fridays. So just looking at the calendar right now, um, the first Friday after November 4th is going to be November 6th. Uh, like Obviously, there's still a lot of time before then. Um, but at least hypothetically right now, season two will launch on November 6th, 2020. We'll do another 10 episodes. We'll, you know, whatever. Uh, who knows what the show will look like by then. But uh, that is our plan. We'll do 10 episodes we at a time. We certainly don't know what it will look like by then. That's, isn't that what I just said? Yeah, but like I'm just confirming. We have no clue. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the fun of it. That's kind of what's cool about it. So, I don't know, James, like if you want to, you know, do a couple like one shot episodes that are just kind of, you know, b- before season two, if we do like some specials, maybe some guest segments, maybe some, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to publish, I'm not going to edit any of this until you are like, yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, we, we can, we can do other things. I'll tell you this. If between now and November, we have a this is an episode text that is so compelling yeah. that we must speak on it, we will record. Perfect. And release it as a standalone episode. There you go. I'm cool with that. I so like it. I promise you, we will have our 10 episode seasons. And part of that promise is that we might have some standalones between now and then. Some offshoots. And I think the fun part, too, and again, we haven't, we haven't talked about this or planned any of this. But I think the fun part, too, is that some of those one-off episodes, we can really break the format if we want to. Um, and we can talk about um, maybe we do like a serious breakdown of the movies. Or maybe we, maybe we react to the Mandalorian 2 trailer whenever that comes out. Like, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, maybe, uh, how about this, James? Let's put this on our calendar. We can't put it on an actual calendar right now. But the day you finish Rebels, let's have a Rebels recap or something like that. Let's do it. Dumb, random idea. But just stuff like that is what we'll put out between seasons. Um, Star Wars, uh, you know, obviously Star Wars adjacent content. We're not going to put out a random podcast about, like, baseball. But um, anyway. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you've made it this far, um, wow. You have endured a lot of really dumb jokes. <laughs> you have made it through. I'm, I'm looking at the list of episodes. You have made it through. No joke. Um, we're pushing like six hours of content that we have uh, not just recorded. It's way more than that that we've recorded, but it's like six hours that we've actually edited and published that if you are listening to this and you've listened to everything so far, that's a lot of time that you have given to two random idiots. But it's very important, life-changing content. Let's. It is. I mean, Windows and Star Wars is, that's crucial in this in these uncertain times. Yeah, yeah. these uncertain times. We, you know, we've gotten your fan mail. My, I have just piles of it in the other room. I can't read it faster than it comes in of how your lives have been changed knowing that you're not the only ones rooting for Anakin to become Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Knowing, uh, knowing, for example, again, like you said, that Windows exists in Star Wars. Finally, your long unanswered questions have been answered. 
Um, and we really, we really take that seriously. And we want to say that you're welcome. <laughs> we also want to say um, that Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo. We, we love you. We love you, Pablo. So just I so much, man. I can't wait to visit you in, in Chile and or Canada. He does live in America. You know that, right? Like the United States of America. Uh, I'll visit him wherever he is. That's a little creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yep. This is getting rambly. This goodbye is getting pretty rambly. Anyway, thank you so much. Um, Stay subscribed to this feed, and we'll try to drop some surprises in, uh, in there before November. But otherwise, November 6th, tentatively, season two of Destroy the Shield Generator. James, any last words? November 6th, November 6, 2020. Yeah. If we make it that far, all is, of us collectively. Is that uh, is that a couple days after or a couple days before Election Day? That's a couple days before Election oh. Day. That's got to be before. Let's see. Do you know, that's that's really good that we're, we're going to be around then because... <laughs> People are going to want to escape reality so badly. No, they're going to want to make sense of reality. And what better place to turn than destroy the show dinner? <laughs> Election day is the third of November. <gasps> It'll be th- okay. Oh gosh, we didn't think this through. So season one of Destroy the Shield Generator premieres three days after the twenty twenty elections. That's either two. that's either the worst timing or the best timing. It is nowhere near the middle. I promise you it will be the best and the worst. Ah, we'll that's have up to, to the listener to decide. Just yeah, that's the that's the fun part, right? With how long it takes to like record and edit and stuff. We will pr- this is true. We will probably have to record the season 1 premiere before the election. <laughs> so, oh gosh, that's the plan. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy the Shield Generator is created by Joseph Jasper and James Walker. Our theme music is produced by Roy Thompson, who's better known as Royish Good Looks. You can support him through the links in our show notes. Join us next time on Destroy the Shield Generator. But until then, always remember... It's going to be great.